0: The Daily Perspective is recorded live on stereo. All guests are selected at random and the conversation is never scripted. Guests are never censored, so parental guidance is advised. Enjoy the episode and don't forget to subscribe. I was born for his service. He filled me with purpose. Take your time while you worship him. I'm unplugged from the matrix. Believe without seeing I'm plugged into the matrix. The Daily Perspective. Welcome to the Daily Perspective Podcast I am your host, Mr. Daily I want to shout out everyone that's listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify TuneIn, Audible Wherever you are listening from I appreciate you, I salute you Big up yourself So, we are back on stereo Uh, Today's episode was a live episode Stereo episode that was recorded yesterday It was a conversation between myself And Sayuri The Queen A.K.A. Wonder Woman And um, We had A a great conversation We had a great conversation About Whether couples need to be besties And um, We touched on a lot of stuff And we tried to stay on topic But Yo, this was a dope conversation. I'm going to apologize in advance. We had some technical issues, some glitches. Um, Yo, Stereo, sort that out because uh, you were messing up our conversation. But we had a dope conversation. Um, We really got into it. We really chopped it up. There is a part two, part three, part four coming. Uh, Part two is going to be scheduled. We are going to be talking um, about the gender roles and uh gender roles specific to relationships as society sees them but today's conversation really was the opener the beginning and it was an honest transparent conversation i can't wait for you guys to listen to it so i'm going to stop talking right now and i'm going to let you jump right into it but before i go Before I go Some of you wanted to know How I record my podcast I record my podcast Using um, Reason Reason is my platform of choice For editing my podcast episodes I have templates I have ways of working within Reason And um, If you want to get Familiar with Reason um, Hit me up Hit me up Um, I will leave a link To Reason in the show notes, so you can go ahead and grab yourself a copy of Reason, and you can get the same audio fidelity that I have. But um, yeah, enjoy the episode, and I will catch you on the other side. Hey, how, are you? how are you doing?
1: I'm doing.
0: I'm good So We're talking about couples And whether they need to be besties Correct so, Alright let's do this So in your opinion no, yeah, I... If, I,
1: if,
0: I, if I remember correctly You agreed with the, the idea of couples being besties Right
2: I do.
0: So, why? <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. Why?
2: It's one okay. because I believe that like the old thing where they say that, you know, you can always be friends before lovers. Because a friend will always be honest with you whether they know or believe that you're going you know, you to hurt thing or you are going to get so you're gonna keep it real with you. They'll be there for you at times when normal people wouldn't. You know, like a real friend you would call three o'clock in the morning and be like, Look, I'm having issues or whatever, they may get out their bed or they'll come help you. So when it comes to relationships, I feel as though couples should have almost that same foundation. It's like, I you my, best. like, I should be able to tell you every and anything without, you know, you having judgment and stuff. Some people, they feel like they can't say certain things. That's why the communication is broken. Some people feel like they have to act a certain way because they feel like the other person may pass judgment on them. You know, because people put up, some people put up these facades of, this is how I am or this is how I act to try to get a person, but that's not really 100% them. And they feel like they can't be themselves. And it's just I want you to be I want a person to be my friend. I want to love yeah. you but I want to be cool enough to feel like we would go through anything and you would be there and I can tell you anything and you would listen not argue. Like, it, Of course it's all in the demeanor in which a person says something. You can't just be talking to somebody else and being rude and it's the delivery process as well. But I'm like, baby, if the dress that you have on really does not look good, I'm not gonna tell you it looks good just because I'm fearful that, you know, you're going to be upset because I say it don't look good. At the end of the day, you're my woman. And I want you to look good. And I don't want other people to look at you and say, What you came out the house and laugh yeah. and you know, no. I wanna be honest. Be honest. Definitely. I feel that. I feel that. So I completely
0: agree with the idea of people need to be friends with um, friends before. Friends before they um, become lovers. Um, Sometimes we get it backwards and we become lovers before we become friends. But I still think that even if in a relationship where it starts that way, if the emphasis or if the, if there is no, um, work towards becoming friends, then you end up in a situation where you've got nothing but the physical intimacy and the physical Mm -hmm. intimacy is not enough to sustain a relationship through good and bad times um you know we're gonna we're all the reality of this world is that we're all gonna age we're all gonna look different no matter how how hard we try and even if you keep yourself looking tight and keep keep yourself in shape and all of that stuff you will still change in some way physically because that is nature that is the way that that it works now if you're relationship is purely based on that animal instinct attraction lust whatever you want to call it then you stand to i guess you stand to throw the relationship away because or would you stand to lose what you have because what you have doesn't really have a foundation but if you've got the friendship whether the person changes and i i think that when the foundation is friendship as well you've got a different Mm -hmm. kind of love that that grows Mm -hmm. so you are not bothered by physical changes because that's not what that's not the foundation of your relationship you know i say to i always say to my wife that for me i don't care what child childbearing has done to her body because every stretch mark the changes in her breasts whatever it may be everything is a sign of the sacrifice that she made to bring children into the world for me and I love her body even more because of those changes but that is because of the foundation that we have in the relationship for me the foundation was our friendship we didn't start off, uh, obviously, it didn't start off as, like, we were friends. I told her, when I saw her, I was feeling her, and I told her that, and, you know, yeah, it started off with that physical attraction, but before mm-hmm. we even, before we even got physical in any way, shape, or form, we used to spend, on average, three to four hours on the phone almost every day just talking. So the foundation for our relationship was different. It wasn't the physical thing because we didn't get physical for a very very long time. But we got to know each other very emotionally and um shared a spiritual connection and we we knew that we resonated at the same frequency. We knew we wanted the same things out of life. We knew we had similar passions. In life, although we had different interests, the core, our core values were aligned and that allowed us to build Mm -hmm. a connection that was deeper and we, you know, it's helped us survive different, different challenges. No matter what the challenge has been, we've risen to those challenges together because we remembered that we shared the same foundation. Um, let me, let me, let's jump into the comments. Let's see what some of the people out there are
2: saying. Uh, okay. okay. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, Sayori. And, uh, D-Y, uh. Nobody ever
0: knows how to say my name. (laughs) (laughs) No,
3: D-Y Daily. (laughs) (laughs) What up y'all? And yes, I, I definitely agree. Um, Queen definitely hit it, you know, hit all the points, especially communication. It's so much easier to communicate when you and this person have a strong foundation of, you know, that friendship, bro. Like shit, because like she said, you know, you tell your friend, best friend anyway, especially if it's your partner, I can come to him and talk to him like I'm talking to the girls. You know, and it's gotten to the point where I'd be like, girl, guess what? And he, he don't even get mad no more. He just takes it because he know damn well I know that he's a man. But still, though, that's that's the level of communication, you know what I'm saying, it should be. Guess what? Uh, this and the third. And when something is wrong, you know what I'm saying? I'm able to go to him and not feel like I need to, like, beat around the bush. Don't have to be a douchebag, but don't have to beat around the bush. Like, it's a whole other level of being comfortable. Like was mentioned by um Daly. You know, I'm saying like, you know, people change and having that foundation. Bonus. My bad. Uh, having that foundation is definitely going to make for a long lasting relationship. I'm not going to lie. Like when me and my man first got together, we were both smaller. <laughs> but it seems like, you know, once I got pregnant, um... With our baby girl, river baby, we, we was turning the food up. I mean, we was eating, 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 and now we both chunky, you know, cause COVID hit. You know, I I've, I've always worked from home, but you know, the the, the treadmill got dust on it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we both just got to fell off. However, we are just so honest with each other, bro, and like we still love each other, of course. But I'm like, bro, we getting fat, like we. You know what I'm saying? Like, we huffing and puffing upstairs. We got to get this shit together. Because <laughs> that's not how we met each other. You know what I'm saying? So, working it out, yeah, getting it together, yeah. getting it right, getting it tight. Okay. And had he not been my best friend, I don't know if I would have felt comfortable saying that to him.
0: Well, you see, now that is a dope point right there. Um, shout out to Antoinette. Um, it's important that you do it together. I think the, the key thing she hit on right there is that the friendship allowed her to express how she was feeling in a way that she knew there would be no judgment because she understands how he relates to her and he understands how she relates to him. So she was mm-hmm. able to go in and say, say, hey, baby, this isn't how we met each other. Um, we both getting a bit chunky. Let's do the work together to get back to how we met each other and what. You know, keep it popping, keep it hot as a couple. I always hear about couples right. where um, one one ex and and you might you must. Might, um, so you can correct me if I if if I'm wrong, but generally what I tend to see is um, women. Men always have this expectation on women to look a certain way, but. They, it's okay for them to get chunky and the woman's just supposed to accept it and and they or uh, and that's just a, that's just a physical appearance look you know that it might be okay for them to change physically but they don't want their woman to change physically um now i don't know if you've ever experienced mm-hmm. a reverse or, or seen in a, the reverse in any relationships where a woman's okay if she changes but she don't want her man to change but that's something i call commonly see in relationships men wanting a certain a woman to say a certain way they also want a woman to say a certain way emotionally or they want a woman to cater to their needs emotionally and sometimes i've actually seen now that one i've seen i've seen the reverse i've seen women expecting a a man to cater to their emotions continually but he's not allowed to express his emotions i.e he's not allowed to cry He's not allowed because they don't think that that's manly for a man to cry or a man to express his pain or grief or whatever, it, whatever he's feeling. He has to do that in private. Now, to me, that's right. crazy because if you're my best friend, I'm I should be able to cry in front of you. I should be able to tell you what's hurting me. I should be able to tell you the pain that I'm going through. Or am I am I getting the twisted?
2: Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And that's why a lot of men do not show their emotions because of the fear of the repercussions that the women will have, like, oh, this is that and the third, or you're this soft type of person. I believe it's the stigmatism that the world has put on people and say, oh, men are not supposed to have emotions. Men are not supposed to cry. Why not? An emotion is still a reaction. Like if something hurts them, like if they stub their toe, and on a daggone end of the bed, are they supposed to just stand up and like, huh, I'm fine. My toe doesn't hurt. That's crazy. The freaking thing hurts. Like, okay. I, are they supposed yeah. to not react to that stuff? That's crazy. That's crazy. Now, now, are they supposed to be? I believe there's a level to it. Now, you can't. Okay. I, I believe some women may say, like, that super emotional, super sensitive side where they're, like, always in their feelings and kind of emotional and crying over, it It, it has to be a balance. There is, it, I do believe it gets to a point where it's like, look, okay, you're a little bit too sensitive for me. All, you know, some women can deal with that, And some women are like, okay, look, I'll take a balance of, you know, you have a right to be upset, you have a right to, you know, be in your emotions from time to time and stuff. But then if you're crying all the time and everything kind of bothers you and you know, you're just like super duper sensitive and you, I mean, not that a man can't cry at certain parts of the movie, but I believe that there's, there's a point where it's too much. And some people are like look at <laughs> me,
0: you know. Okay, but, 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 but when and is I'm it like, too much? When is it too much? Come on,
2: come on. Spill the tea, when is it too much? Okay, there is too much. Okay, so, like, all of a sudden you're having a conversation, and every conversation is like they're in their emotions. They can't even have a conversation about being upset or in their feelings. Like, they can't talk. Like, women are expected or allowed to feel like they can get into their emotions. But men, you can't, not on an everyday, every other conversation basis, everything is so emotional. Oh my goodness, you know, my tire is flat and stuff. Certain instances, it's just, it doesn't seem like it fits. Like you're trying, you can fit an emotion to a puzzle. Like if it's a circle and it's supposed to fit, but you're trying to put an emotion where it's a square and it's a circle and it shouldn't fit just because, like, it, it doesn't so, fit, no. So now I'm that, trying to think because I seen a guy <laughs> that was really super emotional, it was way too much for me. I really it was to the point where like, bruh, you're more emotional than I am.
0: Okay, now see now I think we're so, I think we're
2: we're head on the head right there.
0: I think I think it it becomes a problem when a woman feels that he's either. As emotional as she is or more emotional than she is and therefore less of a supportive partner than she would expect because, hey, I can't cry because I'm I'm comforting you because you're crying. I think right. that's when it becomes oh, a problem for, for a woman. Definitely. But then, see, but then... If you were with your bestie, female, and she cried every other conversation, would you feel that she was too emotional?
2: Like my female friend? Yeah. I still would feel like there's a certain point where you just, there's certain things you just, you're not going to keep crying over. Okay. But there's super sensitive people. They are some super duper sensitive people and they are super duper emotional. And there is a point where it, it's just like, okay, look, it starts to seem weird. Like, I don't even know what to do. Cause I feel like everything I say or every incident that we go through, you're going to start crying or, you know, you're going to be in your feelings. It's like, uh, then you kind of get stuck. Like, how do I move? Because I don't want you to cry all the freaking day on time. Like, is it yeah. it? So the, does it become, it becomes at some point,
0: It beco- when does it become a turnoff? That's, that's the question. When does it become, are you, are you able to put up with it for, I don't know, maybe one month in two months in by month three, you're like, Oh hell no, this, now nah, dude, you got to go. Or would you, would, would it be a or, or is no. it even a, is it is it a red flag, right at the beginning, like, okay, we've had four conversations and you've cried three out of four. I can't do this.
2: It, it's I watch. I three, are you always just emotional? I mean you could be internalizing something that you haven't told the person. It all depends on how long have you known the person their family member could have passed not too long ago, with certain things are triggered. So, I mean, it starts to become a red flag for something that you're watching. Just to be like, okay, is this going to consistently be a pattern, or is this kind of like a hit or miss type thing? Okay. Okay, because, yeah. I, because, for
0: me, I think there are so many reasons why we end up with people that, or we why people cry or you know like you said they may be there may be some uh, deep-seated issues and there may be some underlying emotional trauma that they haven't dealt with and something about and that's not blaming the person that they're with but something about their prospective partner or their current partner is a trigger for those emotional for that emotional trauma or reliving that emotional trauma so for some reason it tends to bring out that emotional pain you know just i'm just i'm just hypothesizing there. let's let's jump into some of the comments
3: Yeah, I will say, you know, a lot of men are afraid to share their emotions because of gaslighting. You know, there are also some women who've experienced it, but I see it mostly in men where it will be used against them, held over their head, you know. And I absolutely hate that because I've done it, too. I've done it, too, when I was younger, uh, early, uh, early, early on in my 20s or whatever, and I didn't realize it. You know, you, you can't really fix a problem when you think you're wrong. Um, a lot of women have this woe-is-me, victim-ass mindset. We can't do that. Self-accountability has to be taken on both sides. But, yeah, I definitely agree. I, I do see that a lot more in women versus men. And it's just something that, like, shit, you just gotta work on, man. You ain't never gonna be happy you doing that.
2: I, I... I... Yeah. That's, and, but that's, that's why I say society makes you feel like you have to, a man can't cry or a man's not supposed to cry. So if that's how you were raised and that's what you believe, it'll it'll be a thing where you're like, look, I can't deal with no man that's doing this and can't do it. But then when you start to deal with a man, you start to understand, we go through life lessons. No one's perfect because you were definitely told that this is how a person should act. So, then you're going to expect that, and you're not going to expect it. But can you level a person through some of those? Can you level through their um, where um, you know when there's certain things? Like I I know a toothache is something that most people think is really severe, and it all depends on your pain level. But I was dating a guy who was like 6 feet tall, 260 pounds, and he had a freaking, no, it wasn't even fake, he had a freaking earache. And he was on the floor, in the fetal position, doing the whole spin around thing, the whole foot going around, <laughs> talking about, oh my God, <laughs> so awesome. if you don't get up off the floor, I, I called his mama. One hundred percent true. I called his mom. I said, "Please come get your child." I called her Come get your child. I said, "Come get your child." That that to me was ridiculous. You could stand up. You could sit in the chair. Be like man, this hurts. But he was literally on the floor. You know, in the little and if you could imagine the growing his little leg what kind of child to pushing him
0: around <laughs> in the dirt. <church. laughs>
1: you
2: know.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: that, see. I'm, now now the, the now the question is, did his mama come and get him? Oh yes she did. Oh yes. She did. Now, now <laughs> there you go. That but that's the problem right there. That's why he's like that. That's why he's like that because he was a he, his mum his mama must have pandered to all his little whims and cries, and he expects someone to cradle him when something happens. And and I'm, and, and it's it's weird because I'm not don't get me wrong, I am not the guy the guy that says hey, man up, uh, you're not supposed to cry, don't show no emotions, don't do this. No, that's not me. I'm, I'm cool. I I believe for couples to be successful, I do believe couples need to be besties. I do believe that couples need, um, need to be emotionally vulnerable to each other. I think they need to be spiritually vulnerable to each other. I think there is vulnerability required on all levels physical intimacy requires vulnerability you need to be able to communicate what you like and what you do not like don't be afraid to to ask your partner to do x y and z because that's what you like and don't do x y and z because you're not into it but that requires vulnerability because hey some of the stuff you might like they may say but everybody likes that or my ex partner like that hey i'm not your ex partner that i don't like that that's but you've got to be vulnerable. I, so I believe that we need, as, as human beings in relationships, we need to be fully expressive on all parts. I believe that's where right. best relationships come from. But I also believe that there is a line that we have to draw um, when it comes to, and I don't want to say masculinity, but it's about growing up. At, at 20 something that years man. old, 30, when, once you're past 20 years old, listen, you do not need to be rolling on the ground screaming and crying for your mama because it's not like someone shot you. No. Now, he was you, in you,
2: his 30s. So, Mike, you got to understand, had he been like sitting in a chair and be like, you know, hey man, oh man, this thing's killing me. Like, man, this Okay, I could have helped you figure it out. But when you started yeah. you jumping up and down, squirreling on the floor, I don't know. Look, my children don't even do that. And I'm like, nah. He was well into his 30s, almost in his 40s, and I'm already taking care of seven children. And my children don't nah. You went below my levels for me to understand that I'm supposed to believe that you're supposed to be my man that's going to make me feel secure and safe. And you're supposed to help me. No, I couldn't look at you the same.
1: Yo, I, did you- I,
2: Uh-uh. It's did okay. you say
0: did, did you say you are taking care of seven children? At that time I was. Yeah. Oh man, I got to I got to give you props. I got to give you props. I mean what? I've got I've got three children and it is hard. So I couldn't imagine what oh. life is like trying to look after
2: seven. Well, I, mean, what, I will have to be honest with you because I actually have nine now. <laughs> so um yeah, I just had yeah. seven at that time.
0: Whoa. Wow, okay, okay. You no wonder oh. you changed your name to Wonder Woman. that's <laughs> that that is <laughs> that, 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 that's a that's a fitting title. If you if you were doing that, that is a fitting title. Nine children. Yo, uh, look, round of applause.
2: <laughs> Man, that's, 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 a, that's, that's, that's dope that's I couldn't have did, did it by myself you know that's something that life doesn't I don't create life I, I nurture life and help it cultivate and sue its life but someone yeah. has to allow that to implant itself and produce yeah. the fact that it's going to grow and I say it that way because people have their own religious beliefs and spirituality but you yeah. know I've been pregnant 12 times, but I was able to birth nine. So I've lost a couple. So at the end of the day, it's just I love children. I love being pregnant. And that was just the course of life that was divine for me. So, yeah, that's
0: dope. I love children. I mean, I would I would, I would have more, but the, the, the toll that pregnancy takes on my wife's body and um just how risky it is for her. We have to draw the line at some point. But um it's
2: yeah, not for everybody. It, it you is know not, some people can't even get that. but I don't want to yeah. change our topic, but you know, it's
1: Yeah.
2: It is what it is.
0: yo it, it,
1: is
2: what it is. No, I, I don't
0: think that's I don't think that's taking us too much off topic because again Unless, unless you have that kind of, th- that kind of bond, you can't, when it comes to, when it comes to children, children will test the relationship. Because when, when, when a child comes, I mean, I've got, we've got a two year old and most nights she will get up and come to her, our bed. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't get my swerve on when no. When a baby's walking through the door and <laughs> so oh, you know, no. <laughs> so, so you know what I mean? So you your your physical intimacy gets tested. Um, you're you're no. looking after children, you're looking after children most of the day. So there is very little time for sitting down and having that conversation. Um, you know, the, the sorts of conversations that you used to have because you don't have the time to have them. And when you do get time to sit down, you're both exhausted. So cultivating good habits in a relationship at that time. So, you know, being able to sit down, oh man, I'm tired, but baby, how was your day? You know, let me rub your feet for you. Let me. You tell me how your day was. And getting into that kind of habit, that is not an easy thing to do. And it's, if you don't have the, if you don't have that, best friend aspect to your relationship, those challenges that having children
2: bring can pull you apart very quickly. And you know, it's funny that you say that because even though I have that many children, I am currently single. So there's an issue, there's sometimes where I believe some people become jealous. All parents I don't believe were meant to raise the children not saying that people shouldn't be around their children or things like that, but I believe the gene pool was created. Those children were meant to be, but everybody is not the same. Some people become very jealous of the child, like, oh, when you're giving the child attention and stuff, like, it's a child. You have to do certain things for a child. Some people, want to get into a relationship, they don't understand the balance. Like, okay, I'm working, I've been dealing with the children, I've been doing this. I'm a little tired, but the other parents will be like, okay, I was working. I kind of really didn't deal with the children, but I sat and watched them. They have a little bit more energy, and they're looking at you like, oh, mm, you sexy. My dick just hard, and my pussy's wet. Come fuck me. I'm like, but, so then, if you are both friends, I think you will both understand there's a balance. It's not that I don't want to be with you, and I want to be with you like that, because if you really are having that connection, and it's still there, you get spontaneous. You do things out of the order. Even though everyone's kind of running around the house and your room door's closed, guess what you do? You hop in the closet, or a quickie, with the closet crack. That way, if they do bust in the room, it still don't speak. You know what I'm saying? You start to become creative. Yeah. But then when it starts to seem like there's more one person doing everything, takes away from the attraction. It's it's not the same. You don't feel the same for that person. It's like, you don't look at them the same. Like, all you're thinking about is, yes, I'm thinking about the bills, the kids, and working, and you know what I'm saying? You have to make sure that other person, when you talk about balance and besties and stuff, the other person has to be at peace. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Other people may say that you can lay down and just be intimate with your partner, and you're sitting here stressed, while they're sitting there trying to make love to you, you sitting there thinking, dang, i got to still pay the car note, and I think I'm coming up on the um, cable bill, but I don't know. You're like, your mind is not there because you can't relax enough. But the person that your best friend would pay attention to all that, all those signs, and they would find a way to make sure that we're both, which they should be as stressed as you are because they're your bills, but they're not. You know why? Because that's not their focus. Their focus is yeah. just on typical you. I don't know if you have some friends that are more infatuated with their girlfriend or their boyfriend or their wife or their husband and they're not really that family oriented that you would think they were. They, Yeah, they, they do want to be with the person they're with but want to have sex but when it comes to the whole family structure, if the other person was taken away, God forbid, like for a sickness for like six months or not even, we're not gonna say six months because that would kill some people. One month could the other yeah. person sustain that, take care of the children, make sure all the bills take, and do every, everything? Could they? Not even if it's, if, even if they have the finance, it's just like, if it's, it's not your routine, and not what you're doing, you're not thinking about it. So if one person yeah. is the one thinking about, How is that equal? That's not a best, friend. we're not best friends, because we are doing this together, so everything that I'm feeling, you should be feeling, and if you're really feeling it, and the way the world says, Somebody should be trying to ease it. I'm not even going to say the man or the woman, but we should be trying to make sure that we're all straight so that we can lay down and relax and peace. And when we get together to make love, it's that's where the more babies come from. You make it, look, You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that because I think if you're besties, the power dynamic doesn't even come into it because No one's trying, no one's trying to have, no one's trying to have more power, more authority, more say, or trying to get their way. It's more, like you said, it's about balance. And if you truly are besties in a relationship, you will know when your partner is on a downward spiral and you will do whatever it takes to help them get back onto normal. And that, and that's what it's about. It's about you. Look, I will always say this: people look at my relationship, look at my, look at my home. We have. I know my role. I know, um, and my my wife helps me play my role in the sense that we, before we had children, or when when she was pregnant with our first child, we sat down and we we discussed which how we wanted our family to operate, and we didn't mm-hmm. want to put them in we didn't want to put them in daycare or anything like that so we made an agreement hey i will go out i will work and you you take care of the kids you take care of the girls or whatever and you know we'll, we will then balance everything else out i'll still i will help you out around the house with the chores and whatever needs to be done but you know you you will swap your work in terms of going out of the house for work to working in the house because I hate the fact when people say that a woman is a housewife or a stay-at-home mom. Right. That is that is still a job, and it is a sometimes it, it and not sometimes ninety-nine point nine percent of the time it is a more demanding job than going out and working for a, for a check. Yeah. But that is so, so true. People need to respect the work that a woman or a stay-at-home father does. It is not an easy job to be a, a full time parent in the house. So I think people need to respect that. But again it comes down to it comes down to the agreements that you make as a couple and your friendship and understanding each other's um skill sets, each other's drive, each other's abilities, you divide or you choose the roles that you're going to play. Based on that, but that doesn't mean that if I get home and I can see that my wife has had a very difficult day, I say, oh, where's my dinner? Where's my food? If if it's Uh been a difficult day and she has struggled, I'm like, okay, what can I do for you so that you can go and get some respite and chill? Because I know
2: that you've to do this again that is where friends come in that I mean that makes sense and that's exactly where understanding and compromise I don't believe all women should be in the kitchen and all that I mean honestly when I decided to start having children I didn't choose the right individuals I would say they're really good individuals people I wouldn't say anything bad about them but I basically I've taken care of every man that I I know somebody that has ever made more money than I did. Who paid bills. But I, that was my job. That is my job. It's still my job. So for me not to do it, it would feel odd. And you know, so at the end of the day, it's like okay. When I come home, I'm like okay. I still had to cook. I still had to help do this, even though they were home with the children or whatever. But I. have to be honest I did date one guy and he would give me like I think maybe one day a week or one day a month I
1: couldn't remember
2: where it was a don't bother mommy day like if you had a question you asked him he cooked everything he cleaned up he did everything it was like mommy could actually 100% relax whatever it is she wanted to do which I normally just sat in my room and watched tv but it was a don't bother mommy day like regardless we did everything that whole day. It was washing clothes, feeding everybody, taking them out, whatever there was, and there was one day. And I feel like more people should understand, watching children or working hard, or a person needs a moment to relax. If you can't get a job and be able to help the person, and they're the one providing all the needs, find a way to give them an ability to severely just relax.
4: That yeah. hustle
2: and bustle and, and go is tiresome on the mind, the body, and the spirit. I work 80 to 100 hours a week now. I do get tired sometimes, and I wish I could just say, oh, well, let me just take a day off. If I take a day off, guess what happens? There's a bill that may get behind or get low or something like that because I am the only provider. And it is what it is. But I've never known anybody to really be a provider. It was always me. But I'm working on, that's why I heard you talk and I was like, okay, you've been married, you've worked through some things, you've been able to get through some things and it, there's more people on here that I try to talk to because obviously I know I wasn't choosing correctly and I was not, I don't know what it was I was looking for my kids and they're going to pay all the bills, that's me. I don't even understand the purpose behind that at all Like, you can work, I can work and we can both reach the wards and let's get some money and grow and you know do all that I'm not just going to sit back and do nothing but to have somebody that even made 20% of what I can make would be a little bit of help to what I do in my opinion so you know You have to understand that person may need to relax. That housewife, house husband, they might need a moment just for them. They may not say it, but you have to understand the stresses of a person that's doing the hustle and the bustle all the time. Just saying thank you and, you know, it goes a long way. Telling them I appreciate you, a long way. But don't sit there and be like, oh, you're so strong. I'm so proud of you when you're sitting on your butt and you're an able-bodied person see the signs. A friend would see that. A person that cares would pay attention enough to be like, wait a minute. This may be a little bit much. Maybe I need to go find a part-time job. Or maybe I need to, you know, make sure the car is clean. Just do something different to help see whatever they're dealing with.
0: Yeah, no, I, I hear that. I mean, I had to learn the hard way because I'm not going to sit up here and talk but, and and sit here like, I, like I've been a perfect husband from day one. I learned, but there was a willingness to learn because for me, this is my queen. This is the person that I committed my whole life to. So my goal was to make her always make her happy. And if it meant that I needed to humble myself and say, hey, where am I messing up? Where am I dropping the ball? How can I become better for you so that we work together better? And she does the same. Mm. and um i had to learn i had to learn to show appreciate you know i had to show appreciation just because we agreed that she would we would divide the roles in a perfect in a certain way it doesn't mean that i i still shouldn't show gratitude for her taking good care of our children and taking good care of our home it doesn't mean that um i have an excuse to not do the bits that i committed to doing like helping with the chores and doing all, all those sorts of things. I make sure I go out and do the groceries so she doesn't have to think about going out to do anything like that. I make sure the cars are washed. I make sure I mow the lawn and do all of those things. And and um, there are certain things that I make sure she never has to think about. But even wow. the things that she does on a normal, ba- normal daily basis, there are days when I have to say, hey, leave that alone. Go chill. Go do your hair. Go do something, and I will. I will vacuum. I will. Uh, well, I always cook because that's something that I love to do. So that's that's something that I, I've taken away from her because I love to cook. So if that helps her, what <laughs> what well, well, the thing is if it helps her, and so I think I think for some women, cooking can be sometimes be just another thing on top of all the stuff that they have to do, whereas because for us guys it's not really something that that we feel pressured to do we tend when a guy tends to like cooking it becomes something that they become passionate about and there is no pressure to cook and they want to cook and i think that's what happened with me it became something that i love to do so much that i always said to her well don't don't worry about the food. I will always take care of the cooking. And if it's the, and if it's a day where I'm super tired and I don't want to cook, then hey, we'll get takeout. It's not that hard. I'm, let's jump into some of the comments.
5: What's happening, Daddy? I hope I said that right. Say you're the queen. What's happening? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Um in a relationship, it depends on the, the scale of relationship, which, you know, if you're trying to build with somebody, grow with somebody, um, or even if it's just uh, a fuck buddy, you need to be real good friends. But in the context of a relationship, yeah, it needs to be your best friend. And as a man, you know, I just don't, I think crying is a waste of fucking water. I try not, I don't, I don't want to cry about shit, but sometimes when I see, um, things that incorporate so much love or caring, you know, it may make my eyes swell up a little bit. Um, if I'm in some pain, you know, it's going to have to be trying to make me cry. And whenever or if I cry, give a fuck? I'm a man. It's just something that happened for me emotionally. And If it's my partner, my best friend, they already understand. You know, I would not expect anybody that I would deal with um as a friend or even in my relationship if I shed a tear because they know me, they understand why, and there is no weakness in that shit. For what's he talking about? A man that just will not cry for the issue of pride, which my pride is part of the issue that I think tears is a waste of water, needless to say, um, it's something else that you should Probably think about unless it's just pain, but emotionally, it's something else you should probably think about other than what has your eyes draining. So, I ain't got nothing to say about a man crying, none at all, because that means there is a capacity for love. All right, shout out to D Karma Sutra D
0: Tantric. Thanks for the comments. Um, yeah, no, there's. You know, I, I get it. I can dig that your your pride not making you want to cry. Hey, um, I think I will not. I, yeah, I don't see myself crying over anything to do with physical pain. I've not, I don't think I've ever cried over anything to do with physical pain. But emotionally, hell yeah. When I've had to replay some of the trauma that I've experienced, some of the okay. um, the anger and the pain that I've held in. And my wife telling me, hey, let it out. When I eventually let it out, I did shed a tear. And we were able to shed a tear together. But then we decided how we moved forward. But the release of that pain and the emotion felt good at the time. I Look, I am not embarrassed to say it. I am not ashamed to say it. Um, but you ain't going to catch me crying every day of the week and say that
3: yeah i definitely what? agree queen there are definitely some guys out here who just take it take it way way too far with the uh, emotions um makes me think they have like some type of chemical imbalance if that makes any sense <laughs> you know what i'm saying um hormonal in a way um now i understand if it's some shit like you've lost a family member uh, you know, recently my stepdad lost his dad. He's been a fucking emotional wreck. Just, you know, we was driving yesterday, he pulled over and just started crying. That type of shit, I can understand, but like you were saying, if you're getting super emotional or agitated and crying about certain things, I'm, I'm not, I'm gonna feel like, damn, I'm feminine as fuck, but I am more masculine than, than you are when it comes to handling emotions. Um, for me, female friend, I-, I can't do all that crying and shit, you know, just call me back when you get yourself together, baby. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, did yo, you sorry to cut you off there. Do you, um, you agree with that?
2: Oh, yes, I definitely agree with that. Like, come on now. It's, it's a, <laughs> they ha- there has to be some about, I don't know. I just don't see a man. Maybe if we grew up and saw men like crying all the freaking time, it would look more normal. There, There's a balance to it. I just can't see you crying all the time. Oh my goodness, it's a pretty bluebird. It's so beautiful. And just start crying like, as a man, (laughs) and as a woman loving a man, because when you think of a man, there's certain criteria that you believe that a man is supposed to hold. And when that starts to look kind of shaky, and you start the whole foundation starts to look like okay, is this really going to work? If I'm in a store and somebody runs by and snatches my purse, is my man going to start screaming? Oh my goodness! Somebody snatched it. Or is he going to try to run after him? You know, it starts to make you wonder what you're dealing with.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. But you you touch in on something there that we we might want to come back to another time. But that's um the I guess the society's definition of what a man of what a man should look like, and society's definition of what a woman should look like, and the expectations. I mean, that's some real well, deep stuff right
2: there that we 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 can get into. Definitely, because we'll have to come back to that one because because when D. Palmer stated something about pride, I believe that's one reason why a lot of men. <laughs> are not as successful as being the right man or a good man or a good husband, a good boyfriend because of pride. If you don't know Mm. how to do something or you don't believe you understand how to do it, but maybe maybe they like to use excuse, oh, my father wasn't around and this, this, that, and the third, whatever excuse may be, ask somebody else. But a lot of, when it comes to men in pride, they're like, look, I got this. I, I can do this. I can do that. If you can't find a job, are you going to ask somebody else? Are you going to sit on your butt and be like, oh, me and my wife, we about to get put out of where we live. That Me and my five kids, we going to be homeless. But you ain't going to tell no, you ain't going to tell nobody. You're not even going to try to look for help, ask for help. Why? Because you prideful?
0: Mm.
1: I, I, I
2: don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's,
0: that's real talk, see? That's why I said we we have to come back to that one. Um, let's get into the next last comment.
3: Yes, speak on it. Homemaking is a challenge, bro. Like it's I mean, for me anyway, because um, I got to stay home when I was pregnant and then my daughter, my oldest was three at the time. Um, and then COVID happened, you know this year or whatever. So they were back home and I work from home. So juggling all of that, you know what I'm saying? It's craziness, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed not having to work at all during my pregnancy and I didn't work for about, mm, she was about one, so about 10 months, but, um, didn't work for almost a year up to after she was born and homework. I mean, uh, homemaking is, is definitely an all day type thing. Um, I think the people who like hate on it though are usually, just from my experience, I can't speak for everybody, are usually women who haven't had the opportunity to get to do it. And to me, it sounds like a bunch of hate because people are so quick to talk about the traditional ways, but then you'll sit up here and call the modern homemaker lazy. again, mm, mm,
0: mm.
1: I, I love That the is nice. a
2: you the, the farm yeah.
1: system.
2: Hey, you're the gardener. Um, most people that are sitting at home homemakers are normally trying to manage the bills. So you're like the accountant. There's definitely, you're holding a whole lot of jobs at once. And then you're not having really outside contact unless you're on the phone. If you're on the phone talking to somebody, more than likely you're distracted and probably not doing something else. So most people kind of, homebodies feel isolated. I believe they go through a whole different emotional stress. Because they don't get that inner office interaction, they don't even get to go outside and sit in traffic. They're home with their children. You unfortunately you hear these stories where the mother was so depressed she killed herself and killed the children and stuff. But the husband he worked, he took care of the home. Why did she get that way? Who who missed something? Somebody dropped the ball. Yeah,
0: yeah, that is that is. That is real talk right there. So again, Internet drops some stuff that man, I think, I think we're gonna to we're gonna have to do a part two and a part three to this, because just talking about talking about the way that certain people feel about homemaking and the reasons why they feel that way is deep is deep because that homemaking i mean the whole thing about jealousy jealousy towards homemakers damn that yo that is spot on spot on i've always found that in the workplace the people that are least sympathetic to working parents are career women with no children or or, right. or, or career women with children that really want to be at home, but they can't. So, and the thing Mm-mm. is, I, I look personally. I think you're proof that you can do both. Unfortunately, I I do believe, and again, um please correct me if I'm wrong and and, and please do not... I, I mean no offence by, by it, um, so it's no shade or anything like that. But I always believe that part of the compromise that comes when you do both is that um, sometimes the men that in your lives can feel, again, feel emasculated because they're like, well, how is she doing... How is she... Taking care of the kids and also being um, having a career, and then they feel and I think you touched on it early on. They they feel like they are the piece of the puzzle puzzle that gets left out, or they are the, the bit that gets neglected. Um,
2: and, and I, I think believe, that's part. I believe. I do believe some of that could be true, but it's not that. You know, like you you work in a household, there's a structure. Bills have to be done. So if only one person is working to make enough money to pay the bills and cover the bills, then you can't really fault that person because they really are waiting for you to get up and say, okay, let me help. Let me go get a job because there's nothing wrong with me. I'm physically, mentally capable of getting a job. But what I tend to attract, are uh, I believe, are people that know, okay, she's going to take care of things. She's going to make sure her kids eat. She's going to make sure that they have. And so, technically, I can kind of sit back and just ride. I don't really have to do anything. I don't have to do the home. I really probably don't even have to work. I don't have to make no money because I know she's, she's not going to sit there and let her children be hungry. She's not going to sit there and, you know let them go without. So as long as I'm with her, I should be able to go too. If they go on vacation, guess who's going? Me. If if they, you know, go to the movies, I'm going too. If she takes them off to dinner, guess what? I'm going too. She's not going to leave me behind. So,
1: you yeah. yeah,
2: that's,
0: man, I think, um, there's so many, there's so many, and this is why I love talking about Relationships because the dynamics of how men and women interact is so important and there are so many different dynamics to how men and women interact and it and a lot of it has to do with um look you could you could get a person that you could get a guy that's had a great example you could get a guy that's had Uh, um, An example of of a father that's worked all the time, done everything, provided, um, allowed his wife to to work if she wanted to or be a homemaker. It was completely her choice because he was capable of sustaining the family with or without her income. Um, They may get they may have that example and still choose to be a certain way. And there is, is no there is no explanation as to what triggers it. I think it, it comes down to the individual. It comes down to the individual. It comes down to, you know, now there is, there is this thing where you can have a guy that believes and might have a dream. There might be someone that has a dream and, you know, I will never knock an entrepreneur because personally I'm an entrepreneur as well. So you have a dream, you don't... Sometimes you do not want to go and get a job because you feel... If I go and get a job, I'm giving up on my dream. Not necessarily true. And I can explain that and I I can explain how you balance that. That's a completely different show. But if you do want to hear if you do want to hear that and you do want to talk about that, hit me up. David at dailyperspective.co.uk But you can you can do both you can get a job and still be an entrepreneur you can still have a dream and you can still make your dream come true but there is a point where you have to realize that hey there is a magic number that needs to be here every month for this family to survive wow. i created or i created this, these children or this family unit with this person or I entered into this family unit with my eyes wide open, knowing the expectations and the needs of this family unit. Therefore, I need to do my part to make sure that that magic number is hit every month. Now, I may not not provide 100% of it. I may not provide 80% of it. I may not provide 50% of it, but I'm going to do something to provide a share of it and then i will spend the rest of my time working on building my dream so that eventually my dream can provide a larger proportion of that magic number or even above and beyond that magic number i think that that is a that is a realization that a lot of men need to come to and 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 women too some women too but Hiding behind your dreams does not excuse you from your responsibilities. And again, I say that with no shade to anyone, but it's something that you have to learn just because you have a dream. And just because, you know, you you truly believe that that dream is going to become reality doesn't mean that you can't do something, whether it's part-time or flexi-time, whatever it may be, to contribute and take the stress and strain off your partner.
2: It doesn't mean you're giving up on your dream. No, at all. Let me ask you a question. When you met your wife and you Mm -hmm. all did the sit-down talk and you asked, I don't know if you all had a talk, like, you know, are there things that you like or dislike or where do you see yourself in two, five, or ten years? Did you all have... a sort of discussion like that when you met or when you started to commit to one another?
1: Um,
0: so we met, we met when, what would you guys call this in, in the UK? We call it college, but I know you guys call university higher education college. It's, it's one. So, so I guess for us, it was senior high. So I was 17. She was 16 when we met.
2: Okay, so that's high
0: school. Yeah, so by the time I was eighteen, I'd already told her that she was the one that I was going to marry. Then i went to Mm -hmm. I went to university. She went to university. I moved away, and we were still in a relationship, but our communication had already grown to our future. We'd already talked about how many children we wanted. We'd already talked about the type of life that we wanted to live. We'd already talked about our dreams and business ideas and how we we both knew that we had an entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't gone away just because she's in this. And this is the thing I, 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 I talk about phases in life. She's in a phase of, she's been in a phase of life where she was taking care of home. Now our, our eldest is going to be 16 next year. Our second is going to be 13 so we're now at a stage where she can get back to her entrepreneurial dreams and we are getting back to those things together at with with time even though we have a two-year-old child we're looking at how we can start to you know rebuild these dreams because we've got older children that can help us with the youngest so we talked about all of these you know we talked about the things that we wanted. We didn't. It wasn't a, a formal. One day we sat down and had a conversation and laid it all out. But over the course of our courtship, over the six years that we dated before we got married, those things had been discussed. Um, we never had to, you know. A lot of a lot of my friends or friends that we've had have said, "Oh, well, how do you divide money and stuff like that?" And I, I've said. As far as I'm concerned, whatever I bring into the house is not mine. It is ours. So I do not get in my feelings about what she spends or her needing to dip into the money and do whatever she needs to do. Because it's not my money. It is our money. Just the same way that it is not my home or her home. It is our home. It's not My children or her children, they are our children. So this concept of everything being shared has always been at the core of our relationship and and our marriage. And that started. That conversation started when we were when I was eighteen, she was seventeen. But again, she married a dreamer, and she knew she married a dreamer from the time she started dating. She knew she was going to marry a dreamer from the day that she met me. And
2: I knew okay, that she well, was a dream. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: But when you say, do
2: are your dreams manifesting themselves? and I say this because, you know, I
1: feel like men and women
2: they come together, they sit down, they have this talk. I don't know if it's a vision on how they want their life or wish their life, but then you can look back three to four years later. And none of the stuff has manifested itself. It's like the person believes that they maybe that's what they wanted, but they didn't know how to get it. So one person is still standing on the belief of the vision that the one other person may have said, but it's not coming to pass. And that's almost that's like your foundation. That's where you started. If you're saying, okay, I I believe that this is what I want to be in five years. I want to have this. But if you're working towards it or it looks like it's actually obtainable, then she believes that. So she believes what you said and say, okay, come on, let's move. We're going to move on this. Five years later, you're nowhere close to it. The dream doesn't look like it's manifesting. So it's like you sold her a vision that will never come to pass. And I believe that's what a lot of people are doing. They're selling visions that are never going to come to pass, but that's where the person starts to attract themselves to you. They're probably physically attracted to you, but that builds on it. So then you're starting something and they're like, okay, I'm waiting for you know you to start this, oh, this business you're going to have. I'm here to help you. I'm going to help you financially. Do you need to go to school for training? Do you need parts? What do you need? But it still never manifests itself. It's like some people, I believe, live in the dream but don't know how to manifest the dream. Does that make sense?
0: That makes perfect sense. So, um, so since we're going, we're going deep, and um, you know, I, I, I live, I have this thing. I live life as an open book. Have I manifested all my dreams? Yes and no. There are certain dreams that um, are still in progress they semi-manifested and then fizzled away there are certain dreams that fully manifested um i can i can truthfully say that i have achieved certain business aspirations and then lost everything and started again and Sometimes that's the way life is in business, but the fact that some of some some of my promises have manifested themselves um, reassures my wife that I'm not someone that talks about a dream and then never follows through now the other side of it is that um, so I've always for the last for the last uh, ten years. 10 years plus, I've worked for myself. So I am self-employed. I am in business by myself. Now, I've had ups and I have had downs in that period. And what I do is not actually what I was created to do. That is not my purpose. So there is a very clear reason why I have the ups and downs in business, because my heart and my passion is not in it. So Uh i I. The person that encourages me to actually follow my true passion and my true dreams and my true purpose is my wife. And sometimes I'm the one that sits there and says, but the bills, but because she has seen me manifest a dream in a career that I didn't even like, she knows that if she puts, if I put my all into manifesting my dreams in my purpose, I will do it. So It's this kind of, so coming back to what you said, the reason why she has faith in me achieving dreams and we have faith in each other achieving dreams is because we have a track record with each other of fulfilling on something that we promise. I promised her that that we would buy a particular house and I made it happen. I promised her that we would Mm -hmm. gut the house and renovate it and we made it happen. So I've always Mm. followed through on my promises. I promised her that we would start um, a, a particular business and we did and things happened and we had to stop the business, but it manifested and it will re manifest when the time is right. So she has that faith in my, because I have a track record. Now, if, if someone is making promises and five years down the line, they haven't, fulfilled on any of those promises not only do they have not only are they um eroding at that trust that that person has in them they need to reevaluate their own um benchmark as to and understand as to why they haven't hit that dream because truly if you if you are chasing a dream whether listen there are 24 hours in a day i at the height of my um, career when I was pushing for making this business that I didn't even like work. I was sleeping four hours a day because I knew uh-huh. there was, there, I knew I had to work. I knew I had to spend time with my children. I had to spend time with my wife. I had to get to the gym, but I had a work ethic that meant okay, well, I can't sacrifice in these areas, so the only area that I have to, I can give up is sleep. So I gave up some sleep. Well, that is what you have to do to make a dream manifest. And some people need to really truly evaluate whether they have that in them. And if they don't, then change your dream and go for something that you truly believe in. Because if you truly believe in something, you will do whatever it takes to get that to make that thing manifest. I, I have a firm belief I'm a firm believer that God does not put dreams into you that you cannot achieve. If you can dream mm-hmm. it, then he has given you everything you need to make it happen. The only the only thing that will stop you achieving that dream is your belief in yourself and your work ethic. Point blank. I agree. Let's see what we got in the comments. Hey, KG, aka Kezzy Money.
3: I do agree that couples need to be besties. Me and Siri are still besties. Uh, What up, Die Daily? My name's Keezy. Who's Keezy? All right, shout out to Keezy.
0: (laughs) So, there was one thing. There was one thing I was going to come back to because um, Antoinette said something. Now, for me, the whole. I did have, so I'll tell you, this, this, this was before pandemic and so on for me, we made Mm -hmm. a choice to take, take our, our children out of, um, formal education and homeschool them. Now, the only Mm -hmm. thing that I didn't think about, and this, you're going to say, this is a guy thing. This is definitely a guy thing. Now, when the kids were as When the kids were at school and I was working from home and she was at home, hey, there was time in the day to get your Swerve on. You know, instead of having Uh a lunch break, instead of having a lunch break, you had a different kind of break. So there was time to to get, then the kids were at home Uh 24-7. I didn't think i didn't think about that part (laughs) so so i I will say for me again again that but that was the thing about being besties um i love every moment i can spend alone with her i love every moment i can spend alone with her and yes i think like most guys do I, i think this is a guy thing I, I will be honest and say that I truly believe that this is a guy thing. When the kids were were at home, when they when we first started homeschooling, and the kids were at home, it it was my choice as well because I truly did not believe that they were thriving in their schools, and I didn't uh-huh. believe that I didn't believe that formal education in the form that we see it today was right for my children, especially being black children, especially being black children in a predominantly white society because we had a little bit of money, they were in private schools and they were in, in, they were in institutions that where they were the minority. So they were treated differently and I don't believe they were afforded the same opportunities. And I didn't believe that that was right. And I didn't believe that formal education was going to get them to where they needed to be in life because it it certainly isn't what is getting me to where I need to be. I've had to think outside the box constantly and evolve to become, um, to make myself successful. And that doesn't mean, and I've said it before, I lost everything. I've lost everything before and started again. Hey, that is part of an entrepreneur's journey. It happens. If you have never failed at anything in, as an entrepreneur, then you're not truly an entrepreneur because nothing is. Um, I think who said that? I, be, I believe it was Richard Branson that, that, that said that. Um, but most entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, that was it. He said that don't trust an entrepreneur that has never failed at anything because it's in your failures wow. that you find out what you're really made of. And you find out whether you truly have the resilience, the resolve, the creativity and everything it takes to get yourself back to where you used to be. Um, But, yeah, so we we took them out. So I was fully involved in that decision to take them out. It was part of it was definitely I played my part in that decision. But when they got home and when when it all happened, I loved the time that I had with them. But a certain part of me was like, definitely <laughs> in in my feelings, because I felt I was losing quality time that I had with my bestie. Right, and I had to I had to deal How with that, that and get over feel? it.
2: How did it really I, make
0: you feel? Oh, I, I got over it quickly. I I definitely got over that quickly because I love my kids. I love my kids to bits, and. You know, we them being at home allowed us to get closer to them. I felt that school was making us distant from each other as a family because the majority of their of their day was spent in the care of someone else rather than us. And right. I had other people trying to shape their views and the way that they saw the world and giving them an unbalanced view of the world where And the view of the world they were being given was a Eurocentric view rather than a rather than an Afrocentric view. And they are black children. They require an Afrocentric view. They don't need a lens that tells them that equality is real because equality is not real. There is no racial equality. So I started to feel um, so I was quick, able to get over my feelings very quickly because I knew what we were striving towards. And we found new ways to make, to find our own quality time. That was, that was the, I think as in, um, I have a question
2: for maybe a view that you have noticed, but you didn't realize you noticed. Now, the way that you explain passionately your love for your children and your spouse that you have now, have you encountered and females who have said, yeah, I love my children and I love my spouse, but don't feel what they're
1: saying?
0: Yeah, definitely. I have. I have. Um, I know people that I believe love their children to the core. Love them to the core, and you can see it. You can see it in everything they do for their children. And they profess to love their spouse, but you can't see it. You can't see it because I was just Mm -hmm. wondering, okay. And I I was gonna say, you can't see it because, and I think again, they have not cultivated um, anything beyond. The physical part. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, have group. Oh. They got they, they 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 are besties in the sack, but other than that, they're on completely different pages. And I I, I know a few people like that, mm-hmm. but everybody I I believe that there comes a time in every relationship where you have to choose whether you are going to. Grow up, and that's both male and female in the re- relationship. Whether you are going to grow up and step up, or whether you are going to continue with the immature mentality and risk losing everything, because mm-hmm. people say people say they want a happily ever after. There is no such thing as an as a um, as an instant happily ever after. You have to continuously cultivate your happily ever after. And what just when, you, just when you think you've got to your happily ever after, the goalpost is going to move <laughs> and you're going to have to refine it and keep working at it. That is what marriage is. Mm-hmm. That is- yeah, we got, exactly. So we got some comments from uh, Check Yourself and uh, Nikki. So
4: let's see what Check Yourself has to say. Hello, Siri and DY Daly. Um, couples need to be besties. I totally agree. I agree. Besties doesn't mean either that you have to do everything together and you have to tell each other everything and you have to, de- you know, besties are what you make them. So my husband is my best friend because we are both individuals. Like I'm we're not all wrapped into each other in any way. It's just that and we do like if if I was to see a concert that I want to go to, the only other person that I know to want to go with is my husband. Like that's my that's my homie um but it's certain things that you do still have to be an individual about and you have to be able to talk to like your friends or people outside of your spouse about um just to get around back to the point though um couples do need to be really good friends And another reason why couples need to be friends is because you don't treat your friends any kind of way. Like you treat your friends well on purpose. You don't be shady towards them. You don't talk about them. You don't cheat on them, meaning like you don't do things behind their back. You don't do things that might jeopardize their health or might jeopardize them as a person like you, you treat your friends well. So why isn't that your mate isn't considered your friend? I don't understand that from some people.
5: I feel like couples don't need to be, they don't have to be best friends, but if you're going to marry someone, if you're going to marry someone, uh, I would
0: say you have to be besties with them.
2: Okay. So do you, I mean, I guess, so you're saying you you all can date and you all can be, you can have like an understanding and get along, but if you decide not to marry me, then we'll never be best friends until you marry me. That sounds like that's just meaning for that aspect. However, with check yourself, I believe part of, I was in agreement with part of what she was saying, but then she said that other so there's conversations that you need to be able to have with other people not just your spouse but if you're besties your best friend is the one that everyone tells everything to
1: yeah
2: so how are we just what we're able to be able to tell like, yeah,
1: I, get that.
2: I, I,
0: I get that i get that um i think i agree so I agree with the with the notion that there is still a level of individuality um, because let's put it this way I love sne- I love sneakers my wife does not care about sneakers in any way shape or form she is not going to sit down and have an in-depth conversation with me about sneakers i can talk about the uppers the the soles the type of laces and all of that stuff the colorways and or she don't care. And then, um, there's some stuff that she likes that I'm just like, okay. And so, but that's not to say that she, she, she won't sit and watch a YouTube video about sneakers with me. She will. And that's not to say I wouldn't sit and watch something that she's interested in with her because I will. But as you said, right. say, when it comes to conversation, We do not, there is, I believe in total vulnerability and total transparency with each other. She knows every Mm -hmm. single thing about me, my deepest, darkest secrets and deepest, darkest fears. She has the power to destroy me and I know that she will not. That to me is bestie and beyond. And that is what you need Mm -hmm. to make a relationship work if you can't give someone that level of power over over you then that's you don't truly have vulnerability with that person but then some people are not ready to some people are not ready to handle the responsibility of that vulnerability as well so you really have to be careful with who you are coupled up with because you might be more Emo- emotionally mature than that person is, and they may not have the willingness
2: to match your emotional ma- ma- maturity. That is so true. That sounds like a poster. Say that again. <laughs>
0: so yeah. So be careful who you who you couple up with because they may not be able to match your emotional maturity. Pick carefully. So that's that's that, that, that has to be the takeaway from for, for today.
2: That's a so, big uh, part of anything else you, with your besties. You have to think about it. You choose your best friend, and they're just yeah. not anyone, you
1: know, right?
2: So that, I that mean, uh-huh.
0: right. That's it. I, I, it's, it's a valid point. I, I, I know um, Check Yourself did say it, you know, we pick, we pick our friends and we, 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 we regard our friends in a particular way. So why the hell wouldn't you regard your life partner, your husband, your wife in the same way that you would treat your bestie? If you wouldn't keep anything from your bestie, why would you keep it from your, from the person you've chosen to spend your life with? That's why I believe they have to be your bestie. They have to be more than your bestie right. because, because I damn sure, while well, some people out here are sleeping with their besties, but I damn sure no, <laughs> I ain't sleeping with none of my boys,
2: <laughs> and they. Yeah, sure start to think if you can hold something or be a secret from whom your best friend is like if your girlfriend or not your spouse or your boyfriend knows more than your spouse does do you really care about them who do you care about right more? Right. right that is a yo
0: that is real talk right there That
2: is definitely that's a that's a good one because that and we're not including happens. the conversation like you said with the shoes because she wouldn't want to talk about you know certain things that you know they're just not into but they would do it for you. That's a part of the love and the sacrifice. We're talking yeah. about in general like if somebody outside should not know more than yourself. That's why they're supposed to be your best friend. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah that sums yo that sums it up in one single line one sentence someone outside should not know more than your spouse therefore that is why they need to be your bestie that's a that's that's a tagline right there so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna schedule another I'm gonna schedule a part two to this because I think so I was actually gonna schedule a part two um, so I'm gonna let you pick right now. Do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the what society has in terms of um, the roles, the the gender roles that society kind of dictates to us? That's one option. The other option is the homemaking option and um, why why the jealousy factor exists out there with people that aren't homemakers. Or I was going to say there's that age-old saying, no romance without finance. Now, does that still... Really I would say, you
2: know, the way you just said it, hold on. Mm and understanding the role would have would only make sense to come first because if you're going to try to understand the how it's powerful and how much work it is to be a homemaker you would have to understand okay let's understand where people are coming from as far as how are they basing these roles okay. and then you said love without finance Okay, so if the person is the homemaker and the other person decides to be the breadwinner, you know, I feel like there's it kind of flows in order. Because if you're going to talk about one, one leads into the other, then the other should lead into the other.
4: Okay. You have to understand
2: okay. how people are defining the role and then roll into, okay, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to hear men say that they pay all the bills and all the stuff and, their woman, you know, they keep their money or do whatever. I hear that stuff, but I always thought that was like a movie. That's the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. See, it's not a bad thing, but I guess I've never ran into it, so it's, you know, it's like fictitious to me. I'm like, wow. people. Do I, I, that? Think, uh, I think it's hard
0: to do. I think it's hard to do nowadays. So, I grew up in a household where that was the way things operated. My, my dad... My dad took no. Okay, let me let me let me um, let me put the context around that because I don't want to do my I don't want to do my mum a disservice because there was a point in our lives where my dad was in Nigeria and my mum was here in the UK with us and they were kind of um, they were kind of living separate lives. Not that they weren't together, but my dad hadn't moved over to be with us at that point, and my mum hustled. Mm. She hustled, and I mean hustled all caps to make sure that we had everything, made sure that we did not go without. She worked, she was out the house at five, four in the morning, five in the morning, and did not come back till late, trying to make sure that her three kids always had. So, um,
2: that's so with that said, it's funny when my to when, say that, how many stories do you hear that that's the other way around? Oh, uh,
0: yeah, I know, I know. You don't hear many of that. You you don't. But when when my dad when my dad did move over, and the family was reunited, my dad is. I think he's one of those old school guys where he basically took over everything he took over the the bills the rent the mortgage whatever it was the car notes everything whatever needed to be provided he took care of it and my my mom only had to worry about if she wanted to go out shopping and buy some food and groceries for the house she could if she wanted to but again he did I used to go grocery shopping with my dad every Saturday morning. That was our routine together. So he took care of that as well. But if my mom wanted to buy additional stuff, to like cook fancy meals, or if she wanted to t- take the family out for a meal, she could do that with her money and do as she pleased. She, she bought us clothes. So he, you know, anything like school uniforms and um, certain and essentials, He took care of the niceties, like, you know, recreational clothes and all of that thing. My mom took care of. So they kind of had their split. But he never asked her to to pay for any bills. He took care of all the bills. Uh He took care of all the food. So her money was really for her to spend on herself and us. And if she wanted to spend it on him, she did as well.
2: And that was the kind of way that that, that was the, that like, This type of man does that. I mean, how do they decide that that is something that they want to even do? It it, it sounds weird to me. I, but I think That's it's not the way a bad thing. Ra- I think it's mm-hmm. the way you're raised. I think
0: because I I learned my so I learned how to be um, a provider from my dad so immediately when it came time to have children and and have um a family and and all of that stuff i already had it in my mind that because before we had children myself and my wife used to split the bills 50 50. but as soon as we had children Mm -hmm. and, and we and we had the discussion that hey do you mind staying at home with children because we both have reservations about them going to the nursery and and we don't really want to put them in there. We I already had it set in my heart that right, if she is gonna take on that role, I have to take on the same role that my dad did and become that kind of provider. But if she when she's back to making the money that she was making and more or whatever, If, however she chooses to spend it, if she puts it, if she decides to put it, and I know her, I know the sort of woman I married. I mean, whenever she gets money now, she, she always wants to spend it on the kids and spend it on me. She never wants to spend it on herself. So I know the sort of woman she is. So when she's earning again, I know she's immediately going to put it in a joint pot. We're to, everything goes into a, into a shared account Because that's just the way That we are I think we're both the sort of people That want to just do for each other And that's naturally Become how we are As a couple I want to do for her, she wants to do for me And we just end up Meeting in the middle all the time But mm-hmm. I think it completely now, she was raised by a single mom. So you would think that she is, um, and I, I guess there was an element of her that was very independent. And it took me a long time to, to get her to trust that I would, you know, that I was comfortable being a provider for her. Because she was not, right. used to, she'd, never, she'd never had to, she'd never had to depend on anyone. And I don't believe that she's dependent yeah. on me. I always believe that I can't do what I do without her support. If she wasn't playing the role that she plays in the family, I couldn't play the role that I play. This is a team effort, and it always will be a team effort. There may be there may come a time where she becomes the breadwinner. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. But all I all I know is that. No matter what the future brings for us, it will always remain a team effort.
2: Right. Wow. That's amazing. I'm glad that you were able to find her so early in life and that you allowed yourself to grow, like you stated. It wasn't always easy and you did make some not the right decisions at times. But at the end of the day, you grew. You learned And you love, and because you care. And I think people say that they love a person and they care about a person just out of reciprocation of, oh, I'm supposed to say it. But there's supposed to be actions and real feelings behind those words. And I don't believe a lot of people are actually, they don't have it. You're just saying it because it sounds good or something like that. Or you feel like you're supposed to. I don't want a person to say it just because they're supposed to. I want them to mean it. With every part of their being Right
0: Right, Mm -hmm. that's it Reciprocity is So Like at the moment I'm reassessing A lot of relationships In in my life A lot of personal relationships And one of the measures I have So I I have a number of measures um, As to How I value A friendship or a Relationship one is alignment. Does the person align? It doesn't necessarily mean that they have to align to the same beliefs that I have because I have friends who are Muslim. I have friends who have no religion whatsoever. Yeah. But there is an alignment in the way that we think. So one, do they do we have an alignment in the way that we think? Two is there reciprocity in our relationship so am i the, am i the person that's always calling them am i the, the person that's always going out my way to meet them or to see them or to do whatever wow. if the, if if that is not reciprocated then that is a red flag um time allocation if that person doesn't make time for me the way that i make time for them that is another red flag And we have to have these things. And that goes for our our relationships when we're dating as well. You have to define what your red flags are for a relationship so that you know whether to invest your time in that relationship and whether that person is going to be willing to grow with you to create
2: the life that you want. You're right. I've been in relationships where it's gotten to the point where they're like, you don't make time for me. I don't make time for you. You know, I have seven children at home. I work 80 to 100 hours a week. I have to send to my children. I have to cook. I have to clean. I have to, There's different things I have to do, and I still have to sleep. And your, your argument is you don't make time for me or you don't have time for me. In my instance, I'm thinking, what are you doing to ease up all the stuff that I have to do so that I can make time for you? See, I'm like, where's the balance? Yeah. There's no balance. It's more it's yeah. gimme, gimme, gimme. I want I want attention, I want I want this, I want sex, I want this. And I'm it's not like oh I'm out clubbing or hanging out with the females, like I'm technically doing in life what I have to do so that the children my children can survive and that they have what they need. And you're just thinking about yourself. What about me? What about me? And I want to respond and say, well, what about me? But I'm not even going to go there. Damn. You know, I'm. It's not. I don't feel like I should have to say that because I, I'm like I don't have time. My response is always I'm at work, or I'm sleep, or I'm tending to the children. So you're saying I should neglect one of those to give you the time that you need? Are you going to help pay this bill? If you were helping pay this bill, then maybe I wouldn't work as much. If you were taking care of the children or putting them to bed at a certain time, then maybe I can have some time. So unless like, you're asking for something, but you're not even trying to help provide me so that I can have that time to give that you're requesting. Yeah. But
1: yeah.
2: If, that's
0: live definitely and has
1: to
0: be, to Definitely has to be give and take. You can't. I think any relationship where it's all take, 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 take. That's just a recipe for disaster and that's one of for me personally, for me personally, that is a an an indicator that that relationship is going to be cut off. Once I'm not
1: sure, I have not
2: my relationships have not. I realize that, that everyone I've dated, as far as my children are concerned because each relationship I've had after the other has resonated a child out of that, have all been taken. And I got to the point that I want more and I deserve more. Mm. Definitely, definitely.
0: I think it is so important to find someone that understands the value of reciprocity If you want something, um, it's something that I teach my children. Reciprocity is is one of the most important characteristics that I tell them to look for in in a a relationship, whether that's a friendship or a future um, partner that they will date or whatever. Look at how the person behave. Do they match your energy? If they, if they match your energy, then cool. If they go, if you want something from someone, then you must be willing to give what you want. In order to get what you want, give what you want. It's a simple, simple concept. Treat people how you want to be treated. If you want more time from me, then make more time for me. If you want more time from me, make more time for me. And how do you make more time for me? By taking away the things that take up my time.
2: That part it's that simple. That's where the understanding to come into. Right? Right. That's right. But it's a process. And we are all growing in life. And I believe COVID is past relationships that everyone has been through, hopefully are molding them. To the understanding of what their worth is, what they should not settle for, and the hopes and beliefs that they know that the right person is out there for them at the right time. You know, sometimes I sit back and wonder, like, how the fuck am I supposed to find somebody or someone supposed to find me if all I do is work and I, you know, sleep. But guess what? Guess what? They'll find me. I believe that we'll bump into each other somewhere just because that's what is meant to happen. Period.
0: Do you yeah. have a couple
6: messages, guys?
1: Yep. Let's do the messages. Uh, right.
6: Hey, well, see you to. the queen. What's good? DiDali. I hope I said that correct. Shadow when the his house. Listening, as thing. always. Couples need to be besties. Yes, the mother fork they do. If they don't want. I feel like if they are insecure about things, then you two need to become the best of friends. And with that, you need to understand what best friends means. Because best friends don't always get along. But they understand and communicate like a... M- I'm not going to cuss today. I'm trying to be a better version of me. (laughs) But yes, um, I believe couples should strive to be each other's best friend. And if not that other person's person, then you at least need to have the understanding and open mindedness to understand the significant other. If you're not in that best friend role. I like that. Oh, like Sayori, you know, cause I know you potent punani, I'm finna say this, bump those pharaohs, okay? They not even your type of pharaoh if they over here talking about you don't spend enough time. Like, do you not see the squad I'm over here maintaining by my mother self? Like, you don't need to be in my circle if you're trying to add to that stress in any kind of way. Because obviously, pharaoh, I can't give you time because I have to take care of my A1 day ones that I birthed into this world so that they can be better people. And even my pharaohs need to act know that my little little princes, like I Little Prince told me today at the barbershop. He's like, Mom, I need affection. I was like, Munchkin. Okay, come get a hug. And look who just walked in. Yes. See there? You gotta show love and affection to these little princes before they become pharaohs and start neglecting their women. Make that make sense. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm an attention whore myself. Like if I feel I'm not getting the attention that is needed and y'all know how I be shining bright and motivating every day. So it's like if I can do that every day and I have to come to you to tell you that I'm not getting attention, we're not together anymore. Point blank, period. You don't know me well enough to see that the lack of affection is pulling away from my responsibilities to you. Like, I don't know. I just, I get spicy with basic things. Cause it's like, I understand everybody's busy. We just hit a pandemic. Everybody's working, but it's like, no. Give me a hug. Spoon me for a good three, four minutes before we all go to sleep. Like, <laughs> there's too many cool little tweaks we can do for attention with each other. So it's like, no, zaddy, like, I haven't even been a bad little phoenix like you want me to, like, <laughs> This vixen is keeping Pandora in the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's um. Where
0: no, she, she had some. She has some good points. She has some good points I'm... right there. Right, uh, I'm 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 down with that. She 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 was speaking truth. I mean, I'm I me mean, I love the section. I love affection. I like, I like to spoon. I like to be cuddled. I like to be held. Um, I, I'll sit there and and lay on the sofa and put my head on my wife's lap. That's just hey, I like, I like affection. That's just the way I'm built. Um, but I do know that there are people out there. I know there are men that don't like there are women, women touching up on them all the time and I, I know there are women that don't like their men touching up on them all the time um, I don't know I guess the, each person has their way that they like to show affection doesn't mean that's right, doesn't mean that's wrong so let's see we'll go any more, no more no comments at the moment, y'all you are gone quiet.
1: So I'm
0: just I'm just sharing this, right? So, Sayuri, the plan is the plan is uh, we got to we got to have a conversation. I'm to slide back into them. It, I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm hit you in the DMs on Instagram and um, we work out when we do part two, part three, part four, because I know we got a lot more to talk about. And I know the people are here to hear what we got to talk about because they are letting us know in the comments. Let's see. Hey, Duchess is back.
6: My bad. You said DY Daily. My fault. <clears throat> but yes, um... I feel you guys. I'm sorry, Sayori, if I'm like stupid loud. You know how I am. Girl, I've been ripping and running all god dang day. So I was like, yes, let me come in here and get these gems from Sayori and DY. My apologies. I'm so sorry, Pharaoh. I'll get it right the next time. I did give you a follow though. Boop boop. Nah, no worries, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Everybody be calling me Doc Daddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that is cool. That is cool. That is a uh, I I appreciate I appreciate the love,
2: Duchess. I will be following back. Oh, so yeah. you already know people it all day long, but I like what she said. And at the end of the day, I don't know why I sat back and allowed men to do nothing and didn't. I felt like if I put pressure on them, they feel like you know why are you putting pressure on me? I don't know when I hear women say, oh, my man took me out to dinner or my man did this, it's like, why do I attract men that don't really want to do anything and, you know, they feel comfortable enough? And why do I not feel like I should say, look here, can you go get a job without them having an attitude? And I now, see, at the end of it, when you meet me, it's not like when you go through the cold conversation, there's not a point where it's like, Okay, you have experiences or when you start to talk about different things, it's more like, okay, I have children. I'm not asking anyone to get with me to help me take care of my children. I take care of them just fine. But if you get with me and you realize that the children are there, then if you decide to embark on that adventure, you become a part of that. That's your choice. you, The children and all that stuff. And honestly, I didn't take care of myself very well. Like, I would do everything for my children. I still do. I'm learning to do more for myself. I always felt like if I put money on myself, I was taking away from my children, and it wasn't fair. They, you know, whatever. Not that I was struggling, but it's just like I always felt like, you know, it's my money, but it's for them, whatever they need. So, I'm learning, too. You know, over the cool. last couple years, I'm just that if I don't get myself stuff, why would I expect somebody else? Or why would I put the impression on somebody else that they feel like, hey, well, maybe you should go buy her a pair of socks or stuff, as I'm definitely not that woman. Like, oh, I need wigs and all that foolishness. I don't do all that stuff. But I believe it's my fault. I take the full blend. No, I think, so
0: we, so two points, two points. What you do is a mum thing to do. That's what mums do. Mums spend their money on their kids. I just think that that is inbuilt into mums. It's it's just the way mums operate. And on the second point, love, yeah, we need to learn to love on ourselves first because until we learn how... Until we love ourselves how we believe we deserve to be loved, we can't tell someone else how to love us. You know, I believe you show people how... um, You show people how to love you by the way you love yourself. Treat yourself good. I'm not saying neglect you... Never neglect your children, but treat yourself good. Make sure you, you spend time... And spend money on yourself It is important Because if you don't love on yourself Then no You can't expect other people to love on you
6: Cause you know how people Be playing out words and stuff So I didn't know if it was like Die Daily or Die Dally Then I looked I keep forgetting like you can look at people's profiles And it completely says a different name So I was like okay maybe he's playing on this name (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hyper by default so you'll find me quite invigorating most times cause I be jacking up a lot of stuff but I don't mind y'all checking me you know I don't wanna run around these streets promoting y'all and be saying the wrong damn name be like let me tell you about this potent pharaoh and this punani over here with some-. like no saying it all jacked up like y'all correct me I have no problems with constructive criticism <laughs> but hey Sayori <laughs> you look so pretty up there I love your sheets I like them brows I love her. Yo, I love her too, man. She she's got her energy is infectious. Big facts, because that's the whole thing. Like you trying to be with me, but you don't know what who I am. Like that's what blows me. It was like, yeah, we want to be in a relationship, and they want to be monogamous. It's like, bro, do you know what you're asking for with this commitment? Or are you just overly excited that the Punani is on point? Like. take a beat and don't get in your feelings about it. Like really think about it before you ask me to commit to you. Cause I don't have a problem doing that. Like, I'm in therapy right now because I have, I I guess it's an issue to commit. (laughs) But it's like, because I don't have time. You're innocent till proven guilty in my eyes. Like, if you don't do shit to cross me and you're becoming a better person every day, I don't give, like, not that I don't give a crap. It's just that I see your potential. And therefore, I'm like, okay, you're being a better person for it. So let's run with it. But when it comes to relationships, it's like, yeah, i take that with a grain of salt unless you, like, really, really, really know what you're talking about. Make it make sense.
2: Right. You take it with a grain of salt in the beginning, but then it's like, OK, if you after you spend like two years of not doing half of anything, if you trying to help with a household and you're given putting in like three hundred dollars a month and it's like seven kids in the house, three cars and bills need to be paid. And every room has a TV. But you sitting down eating all the time, three hundred dollars, three hundred and two of the children of yours. That's a problem. It's not even that you got with a person or It's like some of those kids are actually biologically yours. You can't take care of two kids and yourself, even if you're single with three hundred dollars a month. <coughs> you can't. You're not gonna eat you, and all that stuff. You ain't gonna have no life. You're not gonna be able to go no. Three hundred dollars a month.
0: Come on man. Mm. It's a it's a process. It's a process, but like you, like, like you said, that it definitely there has to definitely be a willingness to grow. I always say, um, Duchess said it. Um, I believe women are the most accommodating, and um, women 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 can be very gracious. I'm not saying all women because there's some women that will not give a do the time of day, but women are very gracious and <laughs> women are very gracious. And if they see that you have potential, they are willing to wait to see that flower blossom, but they're not going to wait. Years. They, yeah. They're not going to wait part. 10 years and then nothing blossoms. If, if, if you, mm-hmm. if, if you tell them, if you tell them the flower is going to blossom in two years and it hasn't blossomed in two years, you might be getting cut off. Definitely. And you you can't blame them. Hey, you can't make promises and then not not follow through. And if you if you know that it's not going to happen in two years because of external circumstances, then communicate that. Because part of the Definitely. problem is that there is no communication. If you do not communicate what has changed, then how do people know that something has changed? That simple.
6: Because I can tell y'all right now, I've been in every situation. Sarah can tell you too. I've been engaged. I've been the girlfriend, the side piece, the other, other, like, (laughs) the baby mama. Like, it's crazy. The crazy sister, and I'm the oldest out of boys. Like, come on now. Um, to ask a woman to commit, I feel like men say that so lightly, which is why they be getting divorced so easy, because it's like, how are you getting divorced? Like, what? Like, people be getting divorced so quick. Like, it's just a piece of paper. Like, that's why you're okay with getting divorced. Like, when I get married, that's it. You're not divorcing me until... Uh, and even when you die, I'm like, no. Like, biblically, I'm screwed, so I'd rather... <laughs> I'd rather we just, you know, go together or go one after the other or something like that, but... Oh gosh, it's okay, (laughs) Crane. I need people to like want to commit date with a purpose or don't, but just don't ask me to be the purposeful one out of this ship.
2: That part. Shadow son, I'm
6: gonna
2: please be ultimately very, very careful. I don't even know how long now. When I sit back and look at people and they say, Oh, we've been together for ten years, but we're not married. Maybe sometimes that's a good thing because I actually thought the only time that I was going to get married in life would have been the last time that I would have ever had to date that was going to be for my forever, but I am currently going through a divorce, so that was, it didn't happen that way. So, yeah, and I will never get married again. ever, 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 but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
0: But I'm definitely married Don't say, don't happy. say never, ever. Don't say never, ever. I mean, I I'm, I'm, no. I mean, come on, come on. No. I mean, it's, no. it's like, uh, so I was, I was one of these people that was, once I'm married, I'm married for life. I don't believe in divorce. So we're going to figure this out. And that and again that that is what drove my willingness to grow because I do not believe in
2: divorce. I was it was just neither, but you know what? I believe there are certain circumstances in life that will change that belief. And it's not even that I believe that I know that now. There are certain circumstances in life that will definitely change that belief. And I thought the so, same thing in the beginning, and the world has definitely shown me something different. And I'm going so. To let me, let, put it, to let me put it
0: them peace. Let me put it. Let me put. Let me put it in context. Let me put it in context. You need to have someone that shares the same belief. Now, if if the person if the person does not share the same belief as you towards um, never, not believing in in divorce, excuse me, then it makes your belief in divorce kind of null and void. Or not your not no, believing
2: in do. divorce, null and void. Probably. Because my husband said the same thing. He didn't believe in divorce and all that. But he showed me every, he showed me just about every reason in the book why that would not make sense like there's only so much you can put a person through and they're still supposed to sit there and ride with you like you know without looking really stupid or you know making their character you, it's like no uh uh uh-uh, no I mean it's just so, about everything you can name can can go on and they say well we're married we're supposed to still work it out no there's a point no, in the no, no, time no. where you know enough is enough so, I can't I'm gonna I'm say, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say
0: this. Biblically, if I have to, if I have to take it biblically, biblically, there is one golden rule that the Bible says I know. you can. Hey, so yo, that is my and and for me, for me, I agree. I agree mm-hmm. on that one. Infidelity, yo, I'm out because at the end of the day. If I have reserved something purely for you, and I was expecting the same, then it's just that break of trust that, hey, this was mine. We we committed that this that we would share, we are forsaking all others. And that's not just, I don't, you know, that that there is emotional infidelity. Physical infidelity, infid- and I think for women, emotional infidelity scores a lot higher than, than than physical. I think a lot of women can get past the physical infidelity. I think the emotional infidelity is, um, because... <laughs> you, know, you breaking up, sis. Still
2: there? The show. Yeah, I'm trying to share the show. I'm probably messing up right now. Oh, okay. Now, now go ahead. Go ahead. What were you saying? I feel infidelity will probably put a strain on anybody.
0: Oh, for real. For real. Definitely. I think continuous. Oh, man, so I, I here's my thing. If you know that you cannot keep yourself quiet, and you wanna be you wanna be messing with chicks or messing with dudes all over the place. Why the hell did you get married? That's, that just, my, that's, that's just my that's <laughs> my personal view. That's just my personal view. Why the hell did you get married if that's what you wanted to do?
2: Because they got married. I sometimes some people get married for that sense of comfortability. What if you dated a woman and she told you, you know, her vision visions, how she wants to be. You believed in her and you cared for her and, and you loved her and you're like okay we're so in love things are going well then you get married children have and the person and she changes all of a sudden like looking for a job is not that important that hustle and bustle in life is not that important Infidelity starts to take over disrespect just pure laziness and feeling like they're supposed to be more important than everything yourself, your children, and everything. Would you still feel the same about your wife? No, hell no. Okay, thank
6: you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <clears throat> you about to hit a trigger, girl. That is some real ass shit. Like, it blows me when people say what minimum wage is, like, what the fuck's. People are making, and they have like three, four kids. I'm like, no, like, how the fuck do you expect these people to survive? You're mad because of taxes and credit card debt. It's like, bro, because you built an economy we couldn't afford. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Colleges, the learning we need to do said jobs we can't afford. That part. Sorry, I was smoking. <laughs> ah, man. <laughs> had to drink some water but yeah it blows me our financial state right now on so many levels here across the pond because didn't europe just have to break down brexit or whatever their money was like the shit is wild so it just be blowing me when pharaohs be talking about relationships like I don't even want to hear that word like I need to have full confidence and that's the thing. Everybody be acting like every they're going to get the unicorn, the perfect virgin, the one who's never done wrong. Like, bro, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but everybody has skeletons in their closet. Whether you tell me or not is up to you. But what I care about is how you move from the day you met me forward. That's what I care about. If ever we have to even tiptoe around talking about a relationship.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: that part yeah you know that hey it's Cryptos United TV hello say yuri Queen die daily mm-hmm. couples need to be besties family relationship open talk let's get it let's go I'm falling to the back y'all ready no'
6: Hello, <laughs>
1: crypto Hey,
6: what up? But see, Sarah, my thing with yours is that I would. Like, because you know now what you didn't know then. You said over six years you guys have been married? Like, man, I want your book. When it comes out, you better let me know. I'll be the first one to buy a copy, Like, (laughs) I want all the tea. Oh, man, I'm sorry that you're getting a divorce, but I would ask you to, yes, take time to heal and reset, But consider maybe not even doing it again. But like you said earlier, the 10 year relationship, because like I said, like I feel like my generation has fumbled the ball on what marriage like is. We know of it, but nobody knows how to like execute the females, I believe, do. But because the males are so off kilter, it makes it look like the females don't but we know how to fuck to be wives. We know how to do that. It's the men's insecurities and past lives that keep getting in their way with their progress and potency. So.
2: And they're pride pride. because even if they don't ask somebody, ask a man that's married, that may look like he's doing it right. Because I'll tell you they'll, if they really want to be honest, they'll tell you just like my, my host said it wasn't, he wasn't always the perfect. He didn't know all the answers, but his heart was there. He figured it out okay stop letting your pride put you in a hole that you can't get out of but then you want to be acting like you butt hurt because the person you claim to love had to leave you because look here they didn't feel the love you can't be in a relationship where one person feels like they're alone that makes no sense that that's that's abandonment of love affection and everything else you might as well be single they're paying all the bills. They're taking care of everything. They're doing everything. So at the end of the day, be alone. There it is. Yep. You. And I've been here just getting over my emotions. I am definitely in a different place this year, but it's been over a year. Yeah, but it's okay. I don't yeah. want anybody to feel something. I wish the best for him. I sure do, but I just know it wasn't me. All is well. <laughs>
0: Pride pride is a big part of um, what the Bible says, pride comes before the fall. But um, yeah, pride is pride is a big part of why people struggle in life. And I had to go through a process not too long ago um, where in order to appreciate what grace is and how to administer grace to others, I had to learn to tell... I had to learn to put my pride aside in everything. And that included learning to not have, learning not to put my own personal expectations on other people and allowing people to be people and taking them at face value. And that's a hard yeah. thing to do. And a, a lot of people don't know how to do that. But And that's why we get hurt because we, a lot of the times, it's our pride that gets hurt, but if you learn how to put your pride aside and take people at face value, you can assess what's happening in the situation and and approach it with true humility and honesty, and transparency and vulnerability. But if you can't, then you can't exp- you can't extend grace in a situation. And you end up in unnecessary arguments. You end up down a rabbit hole that, you, like you said, you end up in a hole that you can't get out of.
6: Ah, uh, is it glitching for you guys too? Like it keeps like freezing the whole entire thing, and I keep having to swipe and then swipe back, and then I miss the comment you guys are saying.
0: Yeah, we were yeah, having I- we were having a few
6: problems. Yeah. Yep, and that's exactly why I do a year of engagement And then we do marriage counseling <clears throat> <laughs> That's before we even walk down the aisle I'm not playing this damn game This means for life, a commitment There is no other Like I shouldn't have a second mind of what you're doing How you're doing it oh, Come on now, I'm supposed to be your helpmate Equally yoked Make it make sense You mm-hmm. right,
2: you right But I've learned my lesson I decided to have seven children and then decided to marry my eighth and ninth baby father. And guess what? I should have just stayed the way I was, just dated. If it didn't work out, let's just separate. The whole marriage and separate once you're married is too much work. It's too much work.
1: Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And, and I, I think... You know, whilst I whilst I always say, "Hey, I don't believe in divorce." I do not believe in living in being unhappily married. I do not believe in that. If your happiness, if if divorce is required for you to find happiness, then do what you have to do. Um, It's important that. You have peace, and that goes for that goes to, that goes to, that goes for both parties. It's important that both yeah. have parties have peace. And whilst one may not agree with the decision, or one may want something else, the fact is, together there is no peace. And if you can't restore peace, you can't restore. A happy marriage and if there is no happy marriage it's not a good environment for anyone not you mm-hmm. not the other person
2: and definitely not for children and that's what who matters the most the children
5: say you're the queen what's up like daily what's up couples need to be besties absolutely i mean anybody having sex i don't care if it's a million y'all million, having sex together if you're having sex you better be a bestie like all right
1: hey
0: shout out to damien sample
6: period poo i feel y'all man and still this motherfucker gonna rule y'all done made me cuss <laughs> nah no. i think that's no. all day today <laughs> I'm just trying something out to see if I can't control it. Because I did pretty decent. I didn't lose too much, though, with the whole black history. I'm not saying the N-word, but, like, cussing as a whole. I have too much military background not to be cussing folks out. But I only do it when I get right before Nova. So people know to stop fucking with me. Like, if I'm cussing you out or using cuss words a lot, stop fucking with me. Because I'm about to blow some shit up. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, she crazy <laughs> Shout out to Duchess
1: okay? uh-huh.
0: I, Sayuri, we have We have uh, We have killed this Episode, we have killed this show Today, and I cannot wait To do part two But right now, I have to go Be a husband and father. So <laughs> um, but no, this, this has been a dope conversation. I'm going to hit you up in the DMs. We will schedule those other episodes. And we yeah, we'll be back, people. We appreciate you uh, rocking with us today. So,
2: uh, and so, so uh, that you got something say to say, The roles that men and women, people believe that they should play in society. And, you know, yeah. if you really believe Woman's Place is in the kitchen We invite you to, you know Come dialogue with us If you believe that both people can work And put their money into a pot It's all on your perspective of it So, uh, yeah, that's what our next dialogue will be about Yep,
0: yeah, so catch us Catch us, catch us on the next one um, In the meantime In the meantime, if you want to catch up with me Hit me up on Instagram at dydaily. You can catch me on Twitter at dydaily, uh, Clubhouse at dydaily. Uh, sometimes I, I do Clubhouse, but I prefer Stereo because your people are dope. And um, you can hit me. You can hit me up on email, David at dailyperspective.co.uk. And check out the Daily Perspective Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and check out the Imperfectly Human Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcast from. Uh, oh, we got one more comment. Let's let's get that before we go. Not Elvis.
6: This app loves pedophiles. They banned a friend of mine permanently because he said he was happy if pedophile got murdered. And uh, they silence him so they don't like free speech and they want to protect pedophiles.
1: What?
0: No, that is that's crazy. Funny. And I
2: guess you're right, absolutely. Go be a great father, a husband, continue to learn and grow. And I will see you the next
1: time, sir. All
0: I- right oh man they keep dropping
6: comments who 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 else oh it's duchess all right let's hear what duchess has to say before we disappear Ooh, well d.y daily sayori queen always a motherfucking pleasure make sure you guys shine motherfucking bright bump a hater turn negative into positive energy and oh kegel through your day please shine bright y'all shadow out well, shadow with that uh, purple hair You know I could get you to squirt
2: I've been being really good See I had a whole podcast that didn't talk anything Inappropriate Woohoo <laughs> <laughs> Hey I'm I'm, I'm
0: I'm good with the inappropriate Look um hey If you if you want to
2: do a crazy pro, a, a crazy podcast you let me Know we do a crazy one too Now I don't know if you're ready For that but if you're ready for that We definitely can hey i'm, I'm ready i'm wild <laughs> all right i will catch you soon yes sir let's schedule it
0: all right bye bye so that was my conversation with sayuri the queen so like i said to you um Yo, that was a deep conversation. We touched on so many things. Um man. I can't wait for you guys to hear the next two three that are coming your way. Cause we 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 she gets it in. She gets it in when it comes to this stuff. She she talks so freely and so openly, so transparently. Um, and I love those, I love those kind of conversations And the comments, the comments uh, Shout out to Dutchess um, Duchess Shadow um, Yo, she came through with the comments And also shout out to Antoinette um, Antoinette came through with the comments too I mean, yo, shout out to everyone that came through with the comments this week The The comments were so good this week I mean, People were honest. People really spoke their mind, and that's what I love. That's what I love about these topics. That's what I love about doing these relationship things because y'all give me an honest view. You really say how you feel, and I, I can truly give you my perspective. I can give you the daily perspective. Obviously, the daily perspective is steeped in my faith, my belief that biblically uh, we were designed to mirror the Trinity in marriage. Meaning that it's a freeway relationship God, the husband and the wife With God at the head And um, with God guiding the way for the husband and the wife To, to stabilize that marriage And to unify that marriage um, But marriage takes work Marriage is a marathon Marriage is not a sprint It is not something that you can coast through you have to put some effort in. You have to work at it constantly. In other, in other words, for a marriage to thrive, you must toil. You must labour the land. You must cultivate the land. Otherwise, you cannot grow that tree of love. Um, and I've learned that the hard way. I've had difficult times in marriage. I've had challenges in marriage. Um... My first year of marriage was rocky, but we worked at it. We committed to making marriage work. We believed that what God had instituted in us was right, was perfect. And just because we couldn't see it at the time did not mean that it was not perfect. It required work. It required learning. It required vulnerability. It required grace it required openness um and that's what we did anyway i've taken up too much of your time so i will catch you next week on another episode of the daily perspective